0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I want to shout out to, of all teams, of all places, of all towns, Miami. I have not forgotten about you, Miami. South Florida. You know I'm good with you. You know I love you. You know I've been high on your dolphins. You know I've been high on your fish. It is true. I have been sky high on the Jets. I've been hyping the Jets. I can't deny that. I still am. But that doesn't mean that I'm not respecting and not feeling the fins because I am that as well. To me, the Jets are still the most interesting team in the NFL. But don't get it twisted. The Dolphins are still pretty damn interesting too. The NYJ might be stacked. And they are. But so is Mike McDee's team. Even if they don't have half the hype or the buzz that the Jets do right now. Which is why I love the fact that the Cheetah and Tua both came out in full troll mode yesterday. That's the way I see it too. trolly as hell. I've been wanting a chance to talk about these dudes. And yes, I do think that Tyreek Hill is trolling us. He's Tyreek Hill, man. Of course he was. I mean, it's hard to know for sure with this dude. Because this dude is just a bit different. I mean, if wide receivers generally are a bit different. This guy is different from the others that are different. Different, different is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure, though, that Tyreek Hill actually does watch film. I'm pretty sure that he does not only use Madden ratings to scout the defense every single week. Although the dude is so good, I don't doubt that he could pull it off. I'm just not buying it. Even if he sounded totally serious when he actually said it out loud into a microphone with cameras rolling yesterday.
1: I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are. So I just played Madden the night before and I go look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nel- Nelson and Derek Stingley over there. Two phenomenal players, by the way. Um, I just go... Get on Madden. I go to the EA rosters. Then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and their sprint. And that's how I get a good tail on them.
0: James Kelly will love this, but in a phrase, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. That is the cheetah trolley as hell. He's trolling. Look, I'm not going to say that I think that this dude is Pinky Manning when it comes to breaking down game tape. I'm not saying that I think that this dude sleeps it out on a cot in the film room the night before a game. But I really don't think that he's prepping for Sauce Gardner or Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn by looking at what the dorks at EA Sports wrote down for their speed and strength ratings. I mean, come on with that.
1: Look at all their ratings.
0: Now, if anybody could get away with it, it is this guy. If anybody can get away with casually dropping, that they don't really watch film, they only play Madden, it's this dude. If it were true, I don't even doubt that any of his coaches would get too bent about it. Because the dude always produces, right? As long as you produce, it almost doesn't matter. I'm just not buying it. Remember... This is Mike McDaniel's offense we're talking about here, you know? The guy who needs a wheelbarrow for his cocajones? You know, the beautiful football mind, the forward-thinking tactician. You really think that Cheetah can exist in that offense without ever studying, without studying at all, with only playing Madden in the night before every single game? I mean, I understand, again, this dude is a freak. He probably can cut a corner or two since the guy runs like a 3.040. But come on. He is trolling us. And I think he's probably trolling the dorks, IDA Sports too. I'm just saying, there is no way he's got a 0.0, 0.0 usage 0.0. reading on his team-issued iPad like Johnny Idiot Face had. Johnny Idiot Face Dude was trolling, and I'm fine with it. And he was not the only Dolphin in troll mode yesterday. The fact that they are trolling tells you how good they feel about themselves. That's a good sign if you're a Dolphin fan. Check out Tua. Tua gets up on the podium, and he starts to razz the media by trying to make them repeat a play call. Check this out.
1: I can give you guys a play, and then if you guys want to repeat it after me, as if you guys were in the huddle, you guys can. All right. Should I go once or twice saying it? Once. Once? All right, we got Northright Clamp, South Fox, H Top, Pass 38, Top, Gumby, XP, Sweat. Let's go. Anyone? I got right on something clamp. Fox. I got it Sounds like a false start to us. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds like a pre snap penalty to me. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness.
0: Guys, like, that one guy's like, something clamp. Like, I got the crabs. I like spicy Tua. I like spicy, trolley Tua. But most importantly, I like a healthy Tua. And as always, that's kind of the entire question, right? That's the entire key to the entire Miami equation. It's almost like the Eagles and Jalen Hurts last year. The Dolphins will go as far as Tua can take them. Nothing against Mike White or Skylar Thompson other than their Mike White and Skylar Thompson. And neither of those dudes are going to lead the Finns to a Super Bowl. You know, as usual, whenever somebody says nothing against, there's going to be something against. Nothing against Mike White and Skyward Thompson other than they're Mike White and Skyward Thompson. They're not leading that team to a Super Bowl. Mike McDaniel is smart. He's not that smart. No one is. But yes, you heard me correctly. I did utter the word Super Bowl. Because the talent level on this team would justify my making that statement. I understand that Jalen Ramsey getting hurt was a brutal blow. But he should be back in the second half of the season. What Miami needs is for Tua to still be healthy and still be balling out by the time Ramsey does make it back. If that does happen, this team is going to be in great shape come December and January. Remember... This team has been very clear about the goal and the expectation since last summer. This is not the first time we've been hearing things like this from Miami. It was last summer when Spicy Tua declared that they were not afraid to talk about Super Bowls.
1: We're not afraid to talk about Super Bowls here. Um, We're not afraid to talk about, you know, going to a playoff game, um, having the opportunity to, to go to one and then, you know, hopefully winning one. But. Yeah, if if you were to ask me that, I would say I have full belief that uh, we are capable.
0: So that was an attitude and a statement that he made 12 months ago. And I don't think that if you think that that attitude does not exist still, or you don't believe what he's saying, you don't know these guys. They're serious. They've got the talent. They're not playing. Well, they're not playing except for the cheetah when he's trying to tell us that he does not watch film and he scouts defenses by using mad ratings.
1: Look at all their ratings.
0: I might not be buying that. I might not be buying that. But I'm still buying the Dolphins. Hey, Miami, what I'm trying to say to you by starting off this Friday show by talking about you, shouting out to you, is that I have not forgotten about you. I have not forgotten that this is South Florida's year. I have not forgotten about FAU and Miami in the Final Four. That was a real thing. That did happen. I have not forgotten about the Panthers in the Stanley Cup Final. I have not forgotten about Hemi and the Heat in the NBA Finals. And I know you all think the Dolphins are next up. And again, as long as Tua can stay in the fight... I might just be with you all on that.
1: Sounds like a false start. To us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds sounds like a pre snap penalty to me. Oh my gosh! It's
0: kind of like, hey, y'all, all y'all morons actually write bad things about me, critique my play. Can you even repeat one play?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: Much less execute it with people. With their ears pinned back trying to kill me? Can you even repeat the play, much less execute it, learn it? Oh, and credit to Tyreek. I'm guessing my guy Kyler Murray wishes he had a Madden clause in his contract.
1: Look at all their ratings.
0: Playing Madden before games is like Kaplan Prep, Khan Academy, and the Princeton Review compared to Johnny Manziel or Jamarcus. Jamarcus Russell. You see what I did there? Well, Tyreek should mix in more tape. Zavian. Zavian Howard. Probably should mix in less tape. Allegedly. It's about to get real spicy right now. Miami Dolphins' Zavian Howard is being accused of making secret sex videos, and then sharing them. I have a question. If you make a secret sex video, and then you share it, is it really secret? Not anymore, it's not, if that's how that went down. And if that's how that went down, I'm going to go out on a limb even further and say, bashing his Bentley with a baseball bat is Fair, allegedly, even if she got picked up for it. Because a woman allegedly got inside the gated community and took a Louisville slugger to his Bentley. His lawyer released a statement denying the allegation baseball bat to his Bentley. Get this guy. An STD test, allegedly. Meanwhile, his lawyer told you this was going to get spicy his lawyer released a statement denying the allegations let me repeat that his lawyer released a statement denying the allegations now you might recall Xavier's nickname used to be X which is a good thing he changed it because you can't spell secret sex tape without the X Yo, know, Zave, I know you're taught to disguise your coverages, but the coaches were talking about deceiving the quarterback, not your sex partners. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Look at all their rate, yes.
0: Discover credit cards, do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back that you've earned. That's right everything you have earned doubled all the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled all the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled and the best part you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it discover does it automatically seriously though see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com match Eric in Albuquerque my man what's going on how are you Eric I'm doing
2: great, General Rome. How
0: are you? I am so good, dude. Great.
2: So, I called for the first time last year to thank you for your support for the military. A couple of things that Marines, like me, are good at is talking smack and executing an attack. Now begins my offensive. Expect efficient offense, unlike John in New York's smack-off call, which only affected billions of years. You came into smack-off 29 as smoothly as an attempt to eat uncooked pasta, bro but that's not really the shot I want to take. I'm coming for you, BIC. Brad and Corona, that's right. Or should I call you Ben and Corona, as in has been? You had a dynasty like the Patriots of old. Now you've destroyed it. Now I question your legacy like the hood. Why do you ask? We have a mantra in the Marines. Complacency kills. You got complacent, and it showed. That phone line quality was as unstable as peak Antonio
0: Brown. My man, my man. Eric, here's what I have to do. I'm jumping in because I have a guest who is ready to go. I want to thank you for your service. You know that. Thank you very much for your service. I might have done you a favor right there. Bruce Feldman. Bruce, it's great to have you back on. Bruce, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Jim. Good to be on with you. It's good to have you. So I always look forward to this
0: talk, Bruce, because if we're talking this time of year, it means we're talking about your popular college football freaks list. Before we get into this year's version, take me back. How did this originally come up and how do you compile the list of players with freakish athletic ability each year? What's the process behind that?
1: Jim, it started almost 20 years ago now, it was back in my ESPN days, I was really looking for something to write about in the dead of the off season. And I had always heard, not every school, but a lot of schools would have that one guy who was just the freak athlete that everybody kind of raved about, that was just either could jump ridiculously, you know, vertical jump 44 inches, or super fast, or could bench a house, you know, that kind of guy. And I started reaching out to different schools for, you know, do you have that guy, whether it was coaches I knew or strength coaches I knew. And it started out with 10, 10 guys. And this was back in the days of Calvin Johnson and Adrian Peterson. Um, You know, there was, it was a handful of guys. And then as I kept doing it, it started to get more and more popular and people would talk to me about it. And then probably in the last 10 years or so, especially when I became a sideline reporter for Fox, I'd be out on the field before games and NFL scouts would come up and talk to me about it. And they would, you know, they love talking about it. And the schools really, really bought into it. So a lot of a lot of these schools, a lot of coaches, and then I started having players um, make their own submissions and, you know, reach out. And it's grown and grown and grown. And then a few years ago, I started, I opened it up beyond just FBS football. And it became this deal where, I think for a lot of people who are really into the draft, may not even be huge college football fans, but they would they realized that some of the guys they were going to be talking about and hearing about as we got closer to, closer to the draft process were guys that we were we were spotlighting in the freaks list before their before the final season of college football. So it really kind of took off.
0: So glad to have that background. Bruce Feldman joining us. You know, it really did take off. Like, if it started Bruce with 10, this year's list, as an example, has over 100 different players across the nation. Something I found really interesting is the fact that three of the top six were linemen, are linemen. What does having so many big dudes near the top of the list say about the evolution of this sport?
1: Yeah, I think you're talking about guys, you know, it's funny. Two of those guys were were recruited by Mario Cristobal is now at Miami. One of them, Kingsley Sumatai, he had at Oregon and then uh, Mario left and eventually he tra- he ended up transferring also to BYU. But these are guys who, in the case of Kingsley Sumatai, who's a left tackle at BYU, he is 6'6", 325 pounds. And when I talked to their sports science person at BYU, he was like, last year we had him clocked at 21.5 miles per hour. And if he was 100 pounds lighter to run that fast, that would be, you know, pretty impressive. But just the idea that these guys are so enormous but can do such remarkable athletic things, um, we're seeing more and more guys who are like that. And I think that because the training has gotten smarter over the years, because I think it's become something where you're seeing guys who – you know, maybe they're they're elite athletes in other sports who kind of transition or, or see a path in football. I think it's only grown and grown. It doesn't mean that the You know, there was still obviously like the Anthony Munoz of their day, who was like a great pitcher and a great left tackle at one point. You know, there there were guys special back then. I just think now we're finding other metrics to measure just how special some of these guys are.
0: Bruce Feldman is joining us. All right, Bruce, what about Ohio State's dynamic wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr.? You've got him number two. If we were evaluating guys based purely on pure athletic ability, is he then the best player in college football right now?
1: Might be close is Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback who won the high. I mean, Caleb can do some amazing things throwing off platform. There's definitely some Patrick Mahomes in his game. But with Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean, think about this Ohio State has cranked out more elite receivers, you know, over the last, you know, decade than anybody. And from Michael Thomas to the guys who've just come through now in the last few years, Olave, um, Garrett Wilson, then Jackson Smith and Jig. This guy is the the biggest and the fastest. I mean, uh, when I talked to him the other day, he was talking about how he's he's improved from twenty three miles an hour to almost twenty three you know twenty three point three, which is a, which is a, in a big improvement. When you were talking about to be at that level, and he's six four, and he runs a shuttle time of sub four seconds, which is so impressive when you're talking about. You know a lot of times the guys who run the best shuttle numbers are usually smaller guys i mean he's a lankier bigger receiver and what really shined through to me when i talked to him the other day was his approach and his to his craft and the professionalism and how and he's really really mature so not only do you have this guy with amazing god-given gifts but also the work ethic and the approach and the discipline I think that's what makes him really special. He would have been the first receiver taken if he he could have been in this past draft. I think he's probably the best receiving prospect to come out of college football in years.
0: Bruce Feldman joining us. Had a strong praise. High praise. Thank you, Alvy. So, Bruce, for those who have not seen the list, who do you have at number one? And what sets him apart from all the other freakiest of the freaks?
1: The number one guy is at South Carolina right now. And his name is Nicholas Harbor. And he was an elite sprinter in high school running 10.22 in the 100 meters and, you know, had blazing fast 200 time and 60 time. But what's really different about him is he is now 6'5", 243 pounds. If you go to the athletic and look at the freaks list, you will see video of, of Nicholas Harbor running in a 100 meter race against, you know, the kid who gives them the best race is also super fast that kid is like a head and shoulders shorter than nicholas harbour it looks like nicholas harbour is running with toddlers that's how much bigger he is than the kid who's you know next to him and when i talked to the coaches at south carolina one of the assistants on shane Beamer's staff had been at alabama when they had uh both julio jones derrick henry and julio jones was a freak freak athlete at alabama and obviously had a terrific career so far in the nfl This guy is way bigger than him. He's also bigger than than Derek Henry. But when those guys were coming up, this guy was a full second faster. And, you know, in terms of in the hundred meters, that's a huge difference in terms of track speed. So to see somebody that big, that fast, I'd never had a true freshman number one on this list but he is that different of an athlete.
0: I was going to say, Bruce, and not only that, he's a true freshman. He's all those things, and he's a true freshman. All right, so the list is amazing. Everybody should go find it. Before you go, really quickly, since college football does kick off next week, let me hit you on this. We're dropping off our son Logan in Boulder to start his freshman year at Colorado. In fact, we're doing so this weekend, Bruce. He committed there as a student before Deion Sanders committed there as a coach. What are your expectations for Coach Prime in his first season?
1: It will not be boring. Um, Colorado football has been awful for a long time, and especially last year. They're going to be much better. Now, I don't know how much better, whether that means going from one win to four wins or one win to six. He has brought in a lot of uh, really impressive young talent, especially at receiver and cornerback. He brought his son, Shador, who's who's a good quarterback, who did really well at Jackson State. I think the issues are going to be harder for them is just the lack of cohesiveness on both lines because all these guys are new to each other. I mean, they completely flipped the roster over and much of it was done after spring football. But our first game as a crew with big noon on Fox is at TCU. That is Dion's first game. He's going back to, you know, the Dallas Fort worth area where obviously he played for the Cowboys. Um, and then week two, we're back with them and they're going to, it's Dion's home opener against, Nebraska can't wait. I that place has been sold out. They are all on board for Dion. Um, you know, you're talking about the most charismatic guy in coaching now. And a lot of recruits are listening. You know, I don't doubt that they're going to keep getting better and better as long as he's there because he's able, because what he what he what he is, I think is is so uh captivating for a lot of a lot of recruits. And I think they see it's a blank canvas because he's flipping over the roster and they can get playing time if they're good enough. And and we'll see how it goes. I, I think these first two years at Colorado, especially as they transition out of the, you know, out of the Pac 12 to go into the big 12, it's a really fascinating time there.
0: I mean, the fact that you had one of the worst teams ever getting back to back big time TV games and it flipped because of one person tells you all you need to know about that one person. But it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Bruce Feldman is a national college football insider for The Athletic, also a college football reporter for Fox Sports. You want to check out the annual college football freaks list with The Athletic. It's a great, great read. Bruce, appreciate you. Great job as always. Thanks so much.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Jim. U.S.
0: Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with US Cellular. Visit USCellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions do apply. Visit USCellular.com for terms. I ran back a topic that I missed while I was basking in the glory of lake life. AKA that utterly epic base brawl between Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. And I'm so glad that it came up because it really was one of the best things I've ever seen. On a diamond it was that good it was one of the best things i've ever seen not that i condone violence except that kind of violence one of the best things i've ever seen with one of the best calls for a baseball fight ever just in case for whatever reason you missed it
2: ramirez on his way to second head first slide safe and in the score is jimenez and another hustle double Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. It's a 5-1 to one Chicago lead, but everybody From the dugouts and the bullpens, congregated around second base. You never see Jose Ramirez get upset like that. And Tim Anderson was on the wrong side of that punch.
0: So go ahead and send that entire piece of audio right to Cooperstown. Make an entire exhibit out of it. Give it its own wing. Give it its own museum. All straight fire. Which is why the very last thing that I was expecting after the show yesterday was for Tim Anderson, of all people, to release an apology for the incident two weeks after the incident. An apology that nobody wanted, that nobody was looking for, an apology that he can keep because it was weak as hell. Let me just preface this by saying I'm the first guy to say, be accountable. Be responsible. Apologize. When you apologize, mean the apology. Do not say you're sorry if you offended somebody. Do not say you're sorry because you find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in. Mean it. Unless you're this guy. Then I don't want it. Quote, I will not get into the things that were said to me by Cleveland players both Friday night and Saturday, but those comments do not excuse my language or conduct, and I take full responsibility for, I mean, blah, 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 blah. You no. get that crap out of here. My man, even though, again, I am the one to say accountability, ownership, responsibility, contrition, all those things I stand by. Except in your case. Lame apology not accepted. If you want to apologize for having a glass jaw, now that apology I will accept. Because that glass jaw ruined what could have been the single most epic brawl in baseball history. Or maybe you want to apologize for the fact that your fans had to watch you get slept in the middle of the diamond. Dude, I don't think they're mad that you got in a fight. I think they're mad that you got your ass handed to you. If they're mad at all. If they're mad at all, it's because you couldn't take a punch. Apology not accepted unless you're apologizing for having that glass jaw. Maybe next time take the field with a mouthpiece or a football helmet. This way when somebody does try to put you to sleep, it'll end up like a stupid training camp fight and not like your Apollo Creed getting body bagged by Ivan Drago. I must break you. Like I said, I am the first one to sit up in here and ask for accountability, responsibility, and ownership and for everybody to say, I am sorry. It's not that hard. Just say it, I'm sorry. And then mean it. Don't qualify it. Just say it. I'm sorry. Period. I should have never done it. I should have never said it. It'll never happen again. And everybody seems to love demanding apologies for everything these days, right? But this was the one apology that not one person anywhere was looking for. And that's the one apology we got. And it was a crappy apology at that. If I'd read the whole thing, you wouldn't have even understood it. I would have been like, hey, you need some uh, Roquefort for that word salad? The hell, was that an apology? For what? Anyway, whatever it was, Tim, keep it to yourself. And work on that porcelain chin. That was just weird. The apology nobody wanted. Head, what's cracking? How you living, dude?
3: living the life jim um are you going to stop by surfing suds on your way to boulder or what and see me what's going on here
0: tell me what's up how close is it geographically get me situated am i near you
3: yeah you're about 20 25 minutes probably from there but my guess is you'll take out dia the opposite way so you'd kind of have to go out of your way
0: well if you come and meet me at the airport and pick me up like a good employee maybe i will hey
3: that's an idea Text me your time, man.
0: Okay. I'll take you up on that because as it stands right now, I don't have a real good plan. I was curious about that. (laughs) All right. So now, you know, later today, before I get on that plane, I'm Mm -hmm. rapping with your idol, one of the legendary gamblers, if there ever was one, Billy Walters. It's going to be the Jim Rohn pod. I mean, how does that grab you? How much do you love that guy? Respect that guy.
3: Dude, I can't wait to listen to that. If there's one dude I'd love to have a beer with outside of Mike Shanahan, it would be this guy. He is an icon in the industry. Um, Smart, smart man. Incredible life. Gambling, business owner, lots of golf, man.
0: And still, you rank him below the rat with two T's. Man, you Ah, love your surrogate pop.
3: but but close. I love Billy Walters. I love his story. I can't wait to get that book, but I want to listen to the podcast too.
0: Okay. We'll have that for you later today. So this is the day that I've been waiting for time for you to bust out with some of your NFL futures. You and I do this every single year. Are you ready to roll?
3: Hell yes. Love futures. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Divisional winners. Why don't we start with the AFC? In fact, I was going to try and jam it all into one day, but I'm not going to do it. Let's do the AFC this week. We'll do the NFC next week. Let's start with the AFC East. I'm guessing the Bills are still the team to beat, but give me the official number, and how are you going to play that division?
3: Yeah, shout out to Rick and Buffalo and his Buffalo Bills. They are the plus 120 favorite. So I say war
2: to Rick and Buffalo.
3: Yeah, that guy right there. Thank you very much right there. You can't go wrong betting on them. That is plus money at plus 120. But I'm hitting Aaron Rodgers and the Jets at plus 270. Got to ride with the Jets here. Good value, dominant defense. They beat the Bills with the Kook Hunter last year once, and they played them tough the second game. Their offensive line is a talk of the NFL world right now, as we know, but make no mistake, it's not like they're the 2021 Bengals. Aaron should be able to make this work. He has weapons. Garrett Wilson looks like a star. Brees Hall is a star if he's healthy, when he's healthy. Dalvin is fine. He also has Lazard, Hardman, and Corey Davis, along with two great tight ends. Love that there. Even if they are a top 15 offense with this D, it's probably good enough to win the whole entire thing. I'm going with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 to win the East because they are no longer A-S-S, as we know. Dude, I
0: love it. I love it. I did not see that coming. Honestly, I didn't see it coming. I don't disagree with you, but I did not see you going that direction. I love that J-E-T-S. And although I stepped on you, I did hear what you said. J-E-T-S because they are no longer A-S-S. Yes, sir. All right, moving on to the AFC North. This is a big Cincinnati Bengals house. You and I both love them, Mm -hmm. but that does not mean that they are not without questions. They do have questions. I know they're the favorite in the division, but what is the number and how are you going to approach the AFC North?
3: The number is plus 160 for Cincy to win the division. I think it's the best division in football here, Jim. And while I love the Browns roster and their plus 380 number, I will be a chalky little bitch here and take Cincinnati. Cincinnati in my eyes and that roster is getting better and better. Joe and his weapons now have a line that could actually be one of the better offensive units in football. They actually have some depth on it, too. On defense, they're loaded. They have edge rushing stout in the middle. Damn good linebackers and a better secondary than people realize. Yes, they lost Jesse Bates, but they also lost weird Eli Apple. So that's a positive there. Add the questions with Baltimore's new offense and shoddy corners. Cleveland and Deshaun struggles and tiny hands in Matt Canada. Still have to prove it in Pittsburgh, but they're a lot better, but I can't go there. Let's go Joe. Our Joe Burrow and the Bengals had a nice plus 160 to win the North.
0: Chalky little bish. Chalky little on bish. You're on one today. You're on one today. You sound good. The defending world champs, of course, reside in the AFC West. And until somebody beats the champs, the champs are the ones to beat. What is KC's number? What are you going to do there?
3: Yeah, KC is the favorite, obviously, at minus 165. But I'm going with the Chargers at plus 340 here to win this division. I love him again. I think Kellen Moore opens it up for Justin Herbert, who has four legitimate big-time receivers now. People are sleeping on Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quinton Johnston, and Joshua Palmer as a group. And he still has Austin Eckler in a line that should be damn good. This offense should be explosive. The defense might struggle early in the season against the run without their space eaters. They got a couple guys hurt, but when they get back, it will be fixed. They can also get to the quarterback with multiple dudes. Their linebackers will be better than last year. The secondary is damn good as well. Let's just hope Brandon Staley doesn't go Brandon Staley too much, just a little, Chargers plus 340 to win the
0: AFC West. Big head bets, James. Kelly and I, we did this last year in podcast form. I'm trying to decide. In all transparency, I'm trying to decide what to do with this content. If you're listening to it and you like it and you want to do some business, keep it in mind. What about the AFC South? We know the Jags are on the come up. We know they stunned the Chargers in the playoffs. We know they're looking to take the next step. What we don't know is how much value you get if you ride with them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell me how much value will we get if we ride with them and what are you doing with that division?
3: Yeah, Mrs. Ursay's Jags here, Jim, are a big favorite. Oh, a what do you mean big. by that, dude?
0: Have a newcomer come in. Isn't and that Mrs. Steal a show? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Love to see. It. Oh, I see what you did there. Perfect connection. You think right? they sound alike? I think they're I think they're together. I, think I, they're I don't think. I don't think you can make that connection, dude.
3: And I think Mrs. Ursay's Jags are a lot better than Mr. Ursay's Colts this year. Steal the show. They are the minus 155 favorite to win that division, by the way. First of all, you're not wrong about
0: that. I think you're wrong about them being, quote, together. But you're not wrong that her team is better than his team.
3: I'll have to check my facts on the other one, but yeah. Please. Okay, cool. 155 if you want them, but I think it's a little too predictable to me. So I'm actually going to take the freaking Titans here, man. (laughs) No! You are not, dude. Yes, I am. You are not. I'm going to go you with You are the not. Titans I here. do not accept that. <laughs> I love Mike Vrabel. You love Mike Vrabel. I do love Vrabel. a straight up coach. Yes. And everyone assumed before signing DeAndre Hopkins they were going to be Freaking tank.
0: troll. You are not taking the Titans I'm over taking the Jags. The Titans, you don't man. even mean that.
3: Yes. Plus 380 here. Plus okay. 380. Value. Okay, Value. Vrabel. Love him. Love his defense. They're going to be in a handful of games that will keep them in damn near every single game. The offense has a few weapons. They can make some plays, too. D-Hop, Derrick Henry, Trelon Burks should take a giant step when he's healthy. Tight end Chig Okongwo can play. I love that wow, guy. Wow, dude! What, what an
0: amazing, amazing effort by dude. you, dude. I'd Had you been working that. on that all morning You're long? Well, talks.
3: yeah, a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. Great Got to your one name. It's Probably that one. But I love him. He's a good tight end, second year guy there. The problem is that offensive line, Jim. Jets fans, don't worry. Um, You do not have this line. It's Molinari at the opening, leaking gas everywhere. If you feel me, Jim, on that one, they are terrible. I don't
0: feel you at all on that one, dude. You grow the hell up. Just gassy. Just, just Mike. Yeah, sink. yeah, no, it no, is no I get right. you. I get it. I just don't feel you. Okay.
3: But if they don't kill or murder Ryan Tannehill, they could be okay because check this out too. Overall health last year, a year ago, injury luck was not on Tennessee's side. They missed 339 games due to injury, the most in the NFL. Jacksonville missed only 78 in the NFL best. So let's take a little shot here in the Titans at plus 380.
0: I'm shocked. All right, so before you go, hit me with your thoughts on what should be a really interesting fight night, UFC 292. What do you like about that card? Who are you hitting?
3: I like the title fight here. It's going to be fun. You have Algermain Sterling defending his Bantamweight title against uh, one of the stars, Bantamweight. I think it said Bantamweight, right? Yeah, Bantamweight. No, there you did guy.
0: not say Bantamweight. You said Bantamweight.
3: <laughs> he is fighting one of the stars, the guy you like a lot, in Sugar, Sean O'Malley. It should be a wait, Well, you don't like Sugar now? What's that? Yeah, I like Sugar. I mean, he's all right. I like Sterling better, though.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I do too. But the way you put that on me, like he, the guy you like, you like sugar, yeah, dude. Since when do you not like him?
3: Well, I mean, I'm a wrestler kind of guy, grapplers. I like grapplers, so I like Sterling. Better yeah, but you
0: than like it. bantamweights, weights, right?
3: Ban weights. Yes. Just, just really messing back. with you, dude. I mean, it's it's been a long time since we've done this. I'm just getting caught this. up. Go ahead. I really miss it. Okay. So, who do you like in this fight? Uh, Well, here's the thing. Aljo is your grappler and O'Malley is your striker. It's a classic thing right there, as always. Sterling is a minus 250 favorite here. I'm actually going to bring that number down to minus 155 and go on the under three and a half rounds. I think Sterling submits or finishes him before that, and if he doesn't, Sean might find that chin and win it. So I want to have
0: a little bit better odds, minus 155 on under three and a half rounds. I actually like that play a lot. I think that's smart. That makes sense to me. Really quickly run it all back head so they know what they have.
3: AFC East Jets plus 270, AFC North Cincy plus 160, AFC West Chargers plus 340, AFC South Titans plus 350, UFC 292. Aljo v. O'Malley, under three and a half rounds at minus 155.
0: All right, dude, so I get in, like, at 624 p.m., oh, yeah. Terminal Z, see you there.
3: Oh, man, that's bad traffic around that time, so. uh That's your uh, problem, not mine.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Thanks, dude. Great Late. job. So go ahead and get it out of the way. Who is the new guy? What's cracking? Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Roll. Check that. Wisco, Jim. We are all refreshed. We charged our batteries. We rejuvenated. The entire crew is feeling like a million. So hit us up. Give me hey, you back. stop me if you've heard this one before. James Harden wants out. Yeah! And a felon. And I've got nothing to hide. So come on. Old. Flaming your own team president. That sounds ass. Backwards is because it's ass backwards.
2: I guess it, I guess it's true that the the I don't I wouldn't call Harden necessarily
0: a bad guy. I'm back on the air a ninety four one Sports Star. Hell yes we are San Antonio. Is it not great to have me back, San Antonio? I got to hear from you. Welcome back to. Fat Antonio,
2: dude. And war Return of the smack. You uh, Texas are all losers. They
0: lost to Georgia in the national title game, joined right now by Sonny Dykes. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks
3: for uh, not saying what the score of that Georgia game was. I appreciate that. What exactly
0: did you do with that?
3: You know, we feel like we have a lot to prove, and our guys are hungry, and we want to get that bad taste out of our mouth.
0: Oh, and speaking of rogues, pretty cool that he got his iPhone jacked. 15 minutes after arriving in Medellin. Some of the stories he told me, I can only imagine the ones that he didn't tell me. Email. It's a... Lie. He needed to tell you he had no phone so you could not call or track him. Again, the thought crossed my mind. I went to
2: Javier's. It was not impressive. Could have used some more time in the microwave. No disrespect, but I won't be going back to Javier's.
0: I respect you saying that you will never go back to Javier's. I will never have you back on this show. (laughs) Trent Dilford. So how did you drop 35 LB? I mean, literally, if you look at pictures of me at spring ball, it looked like I was pregnant with twins. Meeting tacos three times a day a couple tequilas at night. Like, I'm a mess. I
1: said, so it's going to start with me, and I'm going to lose this weight, and I'm going to choose to do hard things. Anthony
3: will be the starting quarterback this year
0: for us. Even worse than starting just 13, he lost seven of those 13. We know these rats. These stats. We all know them. David Bottiari, my guest. My wife and I are dropping our younger son off in Boulder next week. Go make sure to go check out the Flatiron. Pearl Street's a lot of fun. Gotta hit Cosmos Pizza and get the Spicy Ranch. Like, that is a
2: total must hit. Woody breaks out the bowie knife and starts walking towards the deer. He's ready to slay the damn thing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm not coming back in the morning. He's gonna just walk up on it and slit its throat. To me, it was crazy that this man would want to try and grab a live animal, cut its jugular in the
0: middle of the evening. I don't know, dude. This is getting heavy. I, I don't need to hear about the deer's jugular. Half Paul Bunyan, half bloodthirsty <laughs> elk murderer. Jawan Johnson joining us. You've got Jimmy Graham back with the team.
2: He is the legend. We call him the golden there. I call him Jimmy Graham. He'll be our first ballot.
0: Austin, good to be back on the air there. The horn. Alvin, can I get a horn? Thank you. 101.9 FM. 12.60 AM, the horn. There you go. We want to know if you would like to become part of this family. Leave Sandy alone. How about when that guy who played Drago killed Apollo Creed? Did you demand that he turn himself into the authorities? I don't remember seeing anybody try to cancel Tom Cruise after he killed Goose. Bra,
2: bra, 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 bra. Bra, 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 bra. Later, bra,
0: bra. like i got the crabs oh my goodness
2: i'm coming for you bic brad in corona that's right or should i call you ben in corona as in has been
0: <laughs> maybe i can make myself cry maybe when i sing about a logan today i'll just think about shared belief <laughs> just kidding
1: everybody <laughs> I mean, think about this. Ohio State has cranked out more elite receivers, you know, over the last you know decade than anybody.
0: Who's filming joining us? Had a strong praise, high praise. Thank you, Albie. I like the title fight here. It's gonna be fun. You have
3: Aljamain Sterling defending his Bantam weight. Yes, yeah, Bantam weight. Bantam
0: weight. <laughs>
2: Adios, man, smack. Man, you
1: take care. Always good to hear. Man, back. I like the pen.
0: That was just me dropping my pen and picking it up on air because I can't. What can he not do? I've been watching you since I was little, man. I appreciate you having War, Janet. I got bit by a dog, too. <laughs> In one fight, we all fight. Hey Jim, thanks so much, and go Knowles. Down
2: goes Anderson.
0: None of it f- matters. Austin. Great to be home. San Antonio. What's cracking? Good night now. Good night now.